and Dave podcast. It's Randy and it's Dave and it's a podcast. They talk and stuff. Randy says stuff and Dave says stuff. It's a podcast. Just listen, okay? Hi, welcome to the Randy and Dave podcast for Wednesday, May 29th, 2019. Hey, Dave. Hey, Rand. Hey, Dave. I'm not, I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Hey, hey, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to the podcast, uh, last week's podcast. Our numbers looked very nice. Oh, they did. Oh, my God. It was so many people who broke the internet. It It was crazy. Thank you so much yeah. for everybody that tuned in the podcast and said nice things about the podcast and uh, mm. and generally did podcast related um things randy says stuff dave says stuff it's a podcast all right just listen yeah we did we already did that part uh, oh damn it that part's done that's done okay yeah so gee what what so you're in san diego i'm in san diego because I'm looking for Carmen. No oh, wait, Carmen. Where where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is God? I don't even know. That's what, what Dora are, that's the a, San Diego. That's the obscure there? reference of the day. And there's no artwork up on the walls in your hotel there. Right, folks. For, for the rest of you who are just listening, I'm in a hotel. Uh, there's artwork that I'm looking at that is over there where the oh. sofa is. It's a painting of a pier or a photo of and a you're pier. in san diego because you're going to be you're, you're going to visit our neighbors to the south that's correct i'm going on what would be known as a rock gardening expedition in baja um this will be my first and that is um kayaking among the surf and rocks so it is not along shore that sounds a little dangerous that well, dangerous? it has to be done. Yeah, it it has to be done. Do we not have different. surf and rocks in the United States? Must you go to, you know, Mexican, Bahamian, Bahamian Me- rocks and and surf? Well, I generally just try to visit my neighbor rocks to the south, and you know, facilitate communication. Do you need a passport to go to Mexico? Sí, es importante. Oh, okay. See? All right. So, uh, so what do you got this week, Dave? Well, uh, what just happened today, which is almost it's like it's news and it's not news, as seems to be everything regarding this man, uh, Robert Mueller, um, who gave essentially his first and only press conference um, <laughs> regarding his. It, if you want to call it that. He spoke for nine minutes, I guess. I mean, I was I was watching the uh, CBS Morning News this morning when they said, you know, this morning. The, this what what morning, channel was that? That's when I do network. it. Is in the morning. CBS Morning News was this morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, although sometimes I watch the late night shows in the morning as well, which is weird. But okay, you, know, you can do that now with today's technology. But I'm I'm watching CBS this morning and they break in with uh, you know it's breaking news. Here's Robert Mueller, and I'm thinking. All he's going to say, he's going to stand up there and he's going to say, look, I wrote this whole report that you can read, and um, that's what I have to say. <laughs> I wrote some things. They wrote some things. things. It's a report, it's all a right? It's a report, okay? Read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, and that's uh, and that's basically exactly what he said. Uh, because I don't know what his problem is that he can't come out with with an opinion. I mean, would it kill him to say, okay, uh, here are the facts. I wrote a report that have the facts, and um, my opinion is that this is what should happen. It, well, would that kill him? It would kill him because that's not his – that was not his – whatever the thing is that he is commanded to do, his domain, his prerogative, whatever the word is that's not coming to me. That's not in his purview to do. He – but the crazy thing about the whole report is it's like, find out if there were crimes. And if there were crimes, you can't tell us because there's nothing you could do about a crime anyway because you can't indict a sitting president. should go away. It's a, one of these circular kind of Well, and it's also, it's also, I mean, what was the point? Did we learn? Did the Mueller report tell us anything we didn't already know? Yes. It, well, it did. I mean, for one, it, it – most importantly, and I said this last week, most importantly, it reconfirmed that Russia <laughs> interfered with our election to the point – on behalf of one candidate and to the point of potentially having an impact, right? But And, and it confirmed as well that those, those um, actions, those um, efforts continue. So that's important. Um, what was the same problem when Barr gave his description of it, the attorney general, is the same thing that's happening now is he came out today and said, so listen, I'm not going to tell you any more than what was there. Uh, but he did make a point of saying, I cannot say that we didn't find a crime. This is his words. Yeah, but Today. We knew, that, we knew that before. I I can't say that we didn't find a crime. I, right, I, but he did come out to reiterate that, and I think he's done that because both his attorney general and, you know, obviously everybody on here, the president's here, side. But he but he doesn't answer questions, which is crazy. So the here's the question. If it were anybody but the president, you're a prosecutor, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If it were... Anybody but the president, would you prosecute? But I, I think he's saying no. I mean, I think, again, he's saying no. He said he didn't find evidence of a crime with regard to conspiracy. And he said he didn't know. Essentially, I didn't have enough to be sure with regard to um the other thing, obstruction. So, again, this is what he said today. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. So if you're someone who doesn't like Trump, that's that's as strong a statement that you're going to get out of Mueller ever. And that's probably stronger than what was tucked inside, you know, the overall report. Um, so he said that. And so. That's why you get the New York Times lead, which says Mueller, in first comments on Russia inquiry, declines to clear Trump. Okay, so he's sort of putting that in, in not only in Trump's face, but he's laying it again, possibly at the feet of the Democrats. Yeah, but what he's doing, what he's doing is he's he's 
it was his job to find out what happened. Okay? And to decide to uh to determine whether or not there was a there was something actionable. And now that he hasn't really he really hasn't been clear with that, what's happened is that the the Trump supporters look at it and go, see, he's not guilty of anything. And the, the people on the other side say, see, he's guilty of stuff. <laughs> yes. And, well, and it's and it, so it's 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 a complete uh it's a complete waste. There's I no mean, if, oh, if, what are you, you going to do? How is it possible that basically every single person connected with with that um with the campaign is guilty of a crime but but the guy in charge? Well, the, I mean, what do you want? That's I don't understand why everyone's freaking out sometimes that happens <laughs> he couldn't find it he didn't say something wasn't there with regarding to obstruction he just said i can't do anything with it like there wasn't enough to state that there was a crime and i don't know what he would have done had he found a crime because again he can't indict a sitting president but he did seem to depending on your skew seem to say I want to be clear that we didn't clear him. Yeah. Right. And that is saying, look, he's clearly a by the book kind of guy. People disagree about the book, but there you go. How, but, how firing James Comey was not obstruction of justice is beyond my understanding. Well, I think he's saying that one couldn't, he wasn't able to establish Intent, but I do think he may have. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was saying there's a criminal standard, and then there's a standard where you're establishing. And, and I mean, here's a guy that the whole country has been on the edge of their seats for two years, waiting to hear what this guy has to say. And then when he says it, he's not clear. I don't he's, think he's well, so not clear that he yeah. feels like he has to come out and and um, and. And and clarify, which he tries to do, but all he says when he clarifies is, yeah, what I wrote on the report is really what I meant. I, you seem I mean, upset. I Are am upset. upset. <laughs> I am upset because it's like, <laughs> I, because I really feel like he just completely shit the bed. I really do. Well, you think that because you wanted him to come up with something we could do with. So what if he was really clear and came up and said, there's nothing here at all? Would you be pleased? Because everybody yes, on yes, the left was I, yes, like, I would. Mueller time, baby. Everyone yes. was amped for Mueller. No, no. I, I'd be more pleased than I am with this situation. Because this situation is like it gives enough cover to the to the Republicans to say, okay, it's a, it's a political witch hunt. Whereas if Mueller did come out and say, I've exonerated the president, then then, then at least the Democrats wouldn't really have a leg to stand on. And okay, but now all it's going to do is we're going to go back to the fight that we all that we were arguing about before Mueller got involved at all. Like, well, yes, that's, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, that he didn't. is that is true. And and in the end, it's true also that it it. It does allow uh, Trump to say everything else here is just 
poor, poor losers. Um, but, but, but I don't, I feel like there is certainly, if, 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 if they don't attempt to impeach him with the evidence that's there, then no president will ever be impeached ever. Because well, it's only happened twice. Well, but he's the, yeah, but he's so, he's so guilty. And, 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 and no president has been convicted. I mean, only and let's and, and what what do you do? Let me ask you this question: What do you do if let's say okay he's not guilty of a crime, but he he has these bizarre uh, affection for Putin and uh, and and uh, Kim Jong Un when his own people are telling him things and he instead believes these dictators. What I mean, what, what do you do with a president who just is ignoring uh, their own uh, their own facts because um, it doesn't serve their purposes, whatever those purposes might be? I mean that's that's a good question. That's a good I mean, question. We don't have we don't have anything in the in the constitution that allows for, you know, a vote of no confidence and you gotta go. Um, it, I mean, and also the other thing that I was thinking was this, this presidency has really shown us that our pres the, the office of the presidency is really too powerful. I mean, who, sure. who knew, who knew it was so, I mean, he cancels, uh, you know, uh, um, Obama era, um, uh, climate change accords and he, the Iran deal and all, I mean, and he's able to do and, and put tariffs. I mean, who knew that a president just by himself can slap a tariff on China? I mean, well, it's foreign I, I never, policy. I always figured those were things that had to go through, had to go through the legislative process. And apparently I'm wrong. Right. Well, it's a, it's that's foreign policy. And, and again, Obama and Bush also took advantage of expanding Presidential power, executive orders, um, you know, things to choose not to enforce laws, things like that. Um, it, it's, it's a precedent that isn't, you know, being exploited by this presidency, but it's not new. It's a president precedent. Right. So I, I don't know what, where it leads us. I mean, here's from the Wall Street Journal – uh, Bob Mueller decided to shoot up the town before he rode off into the sunset. It is fair enough to observe that in his short but explosive speech, this is from the, no, not the Wall Street Journal, the National Review, sorry, um, uh, that his speech delivered in the Justice Department at the, in the morning, uh, the special counsel did not say anything that wasn't already set forth in his report. Um, the sprawling report is 448 pages long. However, in his nine-minute address, Mueller quite consciously highlighted the portions of the report that fuel the Democrats' call for impeachment. Mueller was adamant that he did not find a make a finding on whether President Trump should be charged with obstruction of justice because the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel has issued guidance forbidding the indictment of a sitting president. I've argued before that uh, he is wrong on this, but that is beside the point. 
What matters is that Mueller can be fairly understood to be saying he believed President Trump committed obstruction of justice. That is not well, the only that, possible interpretation, but it is the most likely. Yeah, but then why does he just say that? <laughs> why must we interpret him? Yes, I mean, it, I it's think, like, what, that's, the, that's my argument. That's my problem, is that this whole thing is open to interpretation because he refuses to take a stand. He's trying, he's hoping that people get it. I mean, I think he's very clearly saying, I can't say it because it, it's outside of the realm of the words I'm allowed to say oh, good for, Lord. for my purposes. But, you know, to reiterate very strongly, clearly that, you know. You know what, though? That's BS because that is, if, if going in to this whole Mueller investigation, the American people had understood that he was not going to come out with an actual opinion as to what happened, then we, the, the American people never would have supported it, and Robert De Niro would never have gotten to play him on Saturday right. Night Live. That's a very good point. I mean, we would have been deprived of the De Niro thing, you know, based on a different understanding. What's, um, your, what's, your, what's your other topic? Well, I'm so okay. tired of talking about Trump. We Everything have the Democrats. The Democrats. Oh, great. They, you so may my have alternative heard. Is to talk about hey, Democrats. folks, by the way, relax. The next topic uh, will not be political. So, we'll, well, it'll be political, but it won't be political, political. Um, this is this is what's so hard. It's so hard. But I'm going to find this for you. Um, the. Uh, the Democrats have um, 23 candidates, and uh, they've got problems because they're going to try to squeeze them all into debates. But there are some very tough um, uh, requirements for Democrats to remain essentially relevant um, kind of early on um, – in, in this year. So I, I was think, feeling this because I've gotten, I, because I contributed a dollar to Kirsten Gillibrand and I did it as a matter of principle. I want her voice in, you know, the, the thing. I'm not sure I, of what I think about her. I keep getting these emails saying, oh, we didn't make our goal. Oh, we need this many more, you know, unique. Politician asks for money. Film at 11. No, but they're all depressing. Like this one, there. Here's one from well, her. The it Democrats says, are depressing. That's no, their but it's, whole their whole deal. KG it says fell short. David, I need your help. I wanted us to raise thirty thousand dollars by this morning, but we didn't hit that goal. So I'm extending the deadline, and it just feels very sad. It's we funny need to. You know, I wanted to hit thirty thousand dollars by this morning too, but she's got a GoFundMe campaign. So, um. The the there's an article today um, which is about the requirements that the Democratic Party has um, for candidates, and it's it's kind of what funky. Is the, what is the formula? The formula says. And now to, this is for obviously okay. So this is for for Democrats to appear in a Democrat a Democratic national debate, national debate committee debate. Right. Okay. Um, to appear in the party's third debate, to be broadcast by ABC News and Univision, candidates. Well, what about will, the first two? Well, the first two they're going to try to work out with the numbers, like have multiple stages, you know, multiple, you know, part one, part two kind of stuff. Okay. 
I don't, I don't hold me to uh, that. Okay. Um, candidates will have to earn at least 2% support in four party approved polls between late June and August. In addition, they will have to show that they have attracted at least 130,000 donors since the start of the campaign, including at least 400 contributors from a minimum of 20 states. Okay. I, 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 I'm not sure exactly what they mean. I think they're saying 20, at least 20 states, they have to have 400 contributors in each of those. Okay, so that so as of now, I'm looking at 5:38. So uh, as of uh, I guess last week, uh, we've got Klobuchar, Castro, Gillibrand, and Yang at one percent. Yeah. So for the first, oh, and two- then and then and then Hickenlooper. Gabbard, Delaney, Inslee, who I never heard of, Ryan, who I never heard of, Bullock, who I never heard of, Bennett, de Blasio, Williamson, Solwell, and Moulton. Yes. Uh, Have less than 1%? uh, Are all either 1% or less than 1%. Well, they're going to have trouble even in the first two debates. For the first two debates in June and July, candidates must attract at least 1% support in three party sanction polls or show that they have attracted 65,000 donors. So a way to get around your national support um, in polling is to show that you've gotten people to donate. Maybe, um, maybe the thing to do is for everybody else to drop out and just start supporting Biden now. Okay. And then that way, <laughs> and then that way, instead of the Democrats eating their young, they, uh, we can actually, everybody could get behind one candidate, uh, that can actually beat Trump. If you're good, we're going to talk polling. You need to be able to acknowledge that the polls show most of the candidates could be Trump polls now. And I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not going to say, yeah, Joe doesn't thrill me, but I get the kind of logic of, oh, but he's a known quantity and yada, yada. He is polling at, he's at 38%, which is more than the next three, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Pete Buttigieg combined. You find out how uh, Rudy Giuliani was polling in 2000. Eight or whenever he ran, and at, had at we this elected him, we would not be in the situation we're in now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, again, it is that far out. Like there are twenty-two right, people so, so who are going to come after that guy. Okay, so the so the point is, is this a fair way to do it? Is this a reasonable way to do it? What do you think? I mean, it makes me sorry, and in a way, it's not that the DNC is saying you can't be a candidate. But they are essentially, it's like getting banned from Facebook, you know. You still have speech, but you lose a big audience. Exactly, because, I mean, really, when you think about it, it's like these debates, especially when you have this many people, it's not not really a debate. It's a joint press conference. Uh, You know, I mean, it's not like these these people can't get their message out. (laughs) I mean... uh, do we really think does does 
Amy Klobuchar really think that, oh, the difference between me being at 1% and Joe Biden being at 38% is my performance in one debate? Well, I would think for actually the one percenters, the debate is is everything. You you make your mark in the right way. Right, because they have nothing else. Right. I mean, and that thing is, right, Biden has everything to lose. He's everything to lose. What if he looks distracted? What if he's, you know, anything that fits a possible narrative of these two old? He what if he didn't take his Geritol that morning? Well, Geritol's really for 40-year-olds now. So. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, um, is Geritol still a thing? I know that was the joke uh, when we were younger but mm, yeah. mm. um i mean i think i you you have you can't blame the party for trying to figure out how to manage this um they're going to be accused especially if they lose like progressive voices they will be accused of rigging uh the debates toward well you know, i don't think the they have mainstream. to worry about that because bernie sanders is number two so i don't think they're gonna have to worry about the progressive voices getting uh getting that's, drowned out that's that's true the, but um, but the the problem is, and what if you know? Hopefully, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren will actually say this out loud: is that hey, whoever wins, we need to get as we need to get behind him, progressive or not, uh, uh, so we can beat Trump. Because that's what happened with Hillary. All the Bernie people just didn't show up to vote for Hillary, and that was and and or they voted. We, they well for one. It's a totally legitimate thing to say, I'm tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. So when Jill Stein came around, they said, oh, great, the lesser of three evils. And, and she, then they can say they voted with integrity. And she ended up that her and she got more votes than the margin of win mm -hmm. for Trump in Michigan. Yeah. We're not going to rehash that, but I think it is a good question about. No, we should rehash it because we don't want it to happen again. Well, of course we don't, and we're, we, you know, we have to count on the fact that it's a different scenario. And as I have said to you, I, I think this there's a power of incumbency that the president has, but it's a totally different world in in 2020. You know, we don't have people staring at polls that say 82 percent chance that Hillary wins and then thinking, well, I can vote for Jill Stein or I don't have to vote. I'm not inspired. I'll just go to Mexico um, for vacation. Um, so I don't think that's happening. I think there will be some progressives uh, who would be unhappy with a, a Joe Biden um, or other, you know, more mainstream candidates um, that that may still sit out. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned about that. Um, I I think it's going to winnow really f a lot faster. And literally, like the emails I'm getting from Kay, Kay Kirsten, my friend Kirsten, um, you know, she may drop out sooner than even the first debate. It's and how do you make a you know, you can't spend all that money just to, you know, even possibly get into the first debate. Her her uh, her favorables are thirty four percent. Her heard of but no opinion is twenty four percent. Her never heard of is thirty percent. I mean, I don't know what is. How does that rate next to you know, Inslee and Moulton? I mean, you know, she's probably still better oh, it's than better than theirs. Uh, what well, I Bolton is sixty three percent never heard of. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, to me, it's a little. Marianne Williamson is running for president. 
Yes, I think she did before. I was not aware of that. I think she did before. I know she ran for a Senate. I just, I just think it would be fun to have a president named Hickenlooper. I mean, yeah. why not? My dad's a big fan of Bennett. Um, well, Tony Michael, Bennett. Michael Bennett, U.S. Senator Michael Bennett, who 49% of the people have never heard of. <laughs> yes, that's why my dad <laughs> likes him. <laughs> that's how they should introduce all these people at the debate. Is Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 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 Julian Castro, former se- HUD secretary, who 35% of you have never heard of. <laughs> all I know is... It's really one way or the other. The debates will not be satisfying if there's nobody on stage saying, oh, shucky ducky. Shucky ducky. Yes. That was, uh, who's the guy? Anyway, I love there's, there's actually a button here on, um, on, um, five thirty eight uh, that, that says, uh, there's a button here that says see less candidates. <laughs> because it, it takes up. It takes up the whole page. <laughs> Would so, that we had that button. Well, well let's see where they where they draw the line. Let's see. They draw the line at uh, Julian Castro. So he's oh, he's still in the. Uh... Yeah, so anybody anybody with less than Ju- Julian. Well, Julian Castro and Michael Bennett both have one percent, but somehow they make the cut when you hit see less candidates. The thing that's disappointing about all of it is, you know. They're doing what they have to do for the next one, right? Like 10 of these people, you know, new going in. There's no chance, and they only have so much money. And they're doing it because you have to have the one that you already did to get you the chance for well, the next Well, okay, one. let's look at this electorally. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, because I don't know who a lot of people, a lot of these people are, who, let's say Biden decides to put one of these people on the ticket with him. Right, once he gets the once he he definitely gets the nomination right. because de- nothing's going to change long enough to get the doc- nothing's going to be changed between now and the year from now when the primary correct is so done. the question is uh, who is going to who I mean you know to get someone far to the left is only going to hurt the candidates not going to help. Uh, so the question is although I don't know maybe that's not true because like I said with Hillary. There, there was no progressive candidate to vote for, so a lot of people stayed home. So maybe if Biden gets a progressive candidate uh, on the ticket with him, then that would make sure that everybody turns out to the polls. If it's a male nominee, they're going to have a female VP. Um, and, you know, maybe the same will be said. If it's a female nominee, she'll have a male nominee. Or maybe it'll be an all-female ticket, which would be great. But it's going to be hard for the... Well, that's possible. Like Elizabeth Warren could push through, and then if she got the nomination for you know in some odd setup, she could pick a, a another woman as VP, who's you know one percenters like Gillibrand. But he's gonna pick he's gonna pick a woman. He's gonna have her out in front of him, and he's gonna be massaging her shoulders, saying, "I can't tell you how excited I am to introduce my vice presidential running mate." Well, okay. Shh. And I want to smell not, her hair. Let's not uh, let's not forget that uh, William Weld is uh, running for president on the on the uh, Republican side. That's right. And he is the he's he's um, 
He's the former governor of Massachusetts. He's more libertarian. Uh, and then, of course, waiting in the wings, you've got guys like Bob Corker and John Kasich. Uh, John Kasich, who uh, didn't even go to the Republican um, convention uh, last time because right. he was such a never-Trumper. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the Republicans will uh, get on board and and uh, overthrow the uh, the king, you know? I don't think so, unless, you know, as, as it approaches and there's a nominee for the Democratic Party, the polls show something. But, you know, the polls didn't mean much four years ago or three but years I suppose, ago. So. But I suppose they are going to have debates. They probably would. <laughs> so, so I mean, so you got you got William Weld uh, debating uh, Trump. That should be interesting. Well, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, you know, why why would Trump? Why would he agree to that? I don't know. Why would he agree to that? I, I mean, he's not he's not going to do debates. Yeah, that's true. He might just not do it. <laughs> we'll say fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. I'm debating you. Well, maybe they could put up like maybe I'm debating you up, on Twitter. That's maybe enough. they could maybe maybe they could get like a uh, like an eight year old. Just in a red wig. Red. Now it's red. <laughs> well, whatever. Orange. Yeah, I can't. Is his face orange or his hair orange? I don't know. But maybe they could get like an orange uh, uh, child that he could but, debate, and then and then the kid could just yell, "I'm the president! Shut up! You're stupid!" That would work. And then I think it would just it would be just like uh, debating Trump. What would be what's concerning to me, or I think, is you don't know whether Republicans both running in the primary or running as independents, right, are, you know, going to hurt Trump or hurt the Democratic nominee, right? I don't, th I don't think anything can hurt Trump. I think he's, I, I, for, I guess it's just kind of, he's, he's pre-disastered, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like everything, everything that can possibly be wrong with someone running for president has already happened with him. And so... He has a different – people have a different um, uh, set of rules for him. So it's like any, if any of the other candidates, you know, uh, cheated on their wives or, or you know, paid off hookers or uh, porn stars or whatever, that would disqualify them. But for him, it doesn't. No, they all did. He just He's just the one that got caught. That's the Richard Nixon defense. Oh, the, all the presidents – yeah. Cheat on their wives, pay off hookers, yeah. and force lawyers to lie about it. He's just the one that got caught. What's your next? Uh, what's your next topic? Oh, I was going to say we probably should have a clock in it, but we could, you know, quickly say our next topic was Ocasio Cortez. No, it was uh, Costanza. No, George Costanza. No, it's it's. Yeah, what's it's, what's her uh, name? What's her name? Uh, yes, yeah, Semenia. Castro Semenia. Yeah. Semenia, yeah. I, I, I accidentally switched to uh, watch the Dodger game, but okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay, yeah, Semenia. Tee this uh, up, Randy. Go ahead and tee this up for us. Uh, and make it quick. Caster Semenia uh, is a woman who is from South Africa who suffers from a medical condition known as DSD, or Differences of Sex Development, uh, who the... Um, Olympic committee said must medically lower their natural testosterone levels to uh, compete in um, women's sports. And she's going to appeal that ruling. 
and she or she did appeal it. She she lost her case. Um, she appealed Wednesday, uh, and I guess we're going to find out. Uh, uh, let's see, will be heard. Oh, it will, it will be heard by the Swiss Federal Tribunal, the country's supreme court. Wow, there's a there's a lot of holes in that tri- tribunal. Get it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's um, good Dave. So this is interesting because she's not transgender. She's no. she's a woman with a high testosterone level and some differently developed genitalia, essentially, right? Um, um, not to get too personal, but yeah, that is my understanding. <laughs> Did she you have to get her, personal to learn that? Here's a quote. Uh, um, I am a woman, and I am a world-class athlete. The IAAF will not drug me or stop me from being who I am. Yeah. And I don't see how they can. It's That's, like, yeah. If if she was born with extra high testosterone, supposing a guy was born with extra high testosterone, they wouldn't, they wouldn't make him take something to, to lower that. Right. I mean, talk about identity. What they're saying is you're not a woman um, because of this particular condition. She's not transgender. She's not gone through a procedure to change the gender she was identified with when she was born. She is a woman, has lived her life as a woman, but she's got a high testosterone level. Um, So it, it, plays in the same space as we're dealing with with there's transgender the issue of transgender women uh, women who were men competing in sports is out there as well because there's a question of you have to get your hormone level down to a certain um, place and that is sort of a requirement but hormonal. Those, but but those people are are taking drugs in order they, they are taking to, hormones to alter what right. their bodies naturally are doing. Right. Demasculinize, if right. you will. This yeah. is the opposite of that. They, this is this is what, what is natural what is naturally occurring, they're saying she needs to change. Which right. The diff- doesn't well, seem reasonable to also it says here the treatment has been labeled as unethical by an array of experts, including the World Medical Association, which represents doctors across the world. Well, I and think this is. I would have to agree with them because it's easier for the layperson to get why you could think transgender women um, competing could be seen as unfair, um, unless they have brought their, you know, through hormones, brought their testosterone level to a certain place. Um, although I read an incredible thread that said this is why it is not unfair the way you think it is. Um, but there's this deep – right now they're trying to figure that out. Like can, can we let transgender women compete broadly in, in international sport and Olympics? But this one, which seems like, well, she's a woman. She didn't change – go through any surgical or medical procedures to become a woman. She wasn't historically a man, right? So how do you how do you make that? And I think that the results of Semenya's case 
are going to have to feed back to transgender women um, coming into competition in the on the women's side. Because um, I just don't see how you can, in the end, they're too similar, right? Because you're still talking about levels of hormones. So, but I think Semenya's case is probably going to, you know, she, it's, and she's made she, her appeal is, I think, on a civil rights basis. Like, it's interesting how stuff like this, you know, comes down to sports. You know, I mean, somehow, somehow sports, people care more about stuff like this when it has to do with sports than it does with, you know, employment or um, who can get married or, or mm-hmm. can, it, somehow when it comes to sports, people get all get get all uh, hot and bothered about it uh where in other aspects of society we don't care as much which i find uh pretty ridiculous so. i only wish that we reserved our unthinking gut based tribal whatever for sports teams and let the rest of that identifying with tribes go away you know, yeah. So we wouldn't be so stupid, and we'd actually talk to each other. What? I'm sorry. Did you say something? I don't. Uh, I guess we're going to have to close this out because the technically thing can't be the hearing of the what? What? Yep. What? What? Okay. What? All right. Well, uh, I'm n- not our best show, Dave. No, not nearly. No. <laughs> but thanks for listening anyway, and you know. Tune in, keep tuning in, and maybe one day we'll get get it right. It might get better. It might get better. I mean, it can only get better, right? (laughs) Yeah. Send in the cards and the letters to the address at the bottom of your screen. And set them on fire and leave them on David's porch. (laughs) With a bag of poop. With a bag of poop. All right, Dave. Have fun in in Mexico. Gracias, amigo. All right. See you later, everybody. Ciao.